0: So those that were at the first service, y'all are not allowed to answer my opening question. But those out here are, who is the most watched video producer in the world? They already said it. Y'all, y'all probably thought it was this guy, right? Who has never heard of this person, right? His name is Jimmy Donaldson. He is the most famous person watched anywhere on YouTube. More people watched him, spent time watching him in 2023 than any other person, and he's 25. His name is called Mr. Beast. He's a 25 year old from Greenville, North Carolina. He is this generous, he gives, he's actually not super wealthy yet because he gives so much of his money away. He became Famous because he counted 100,000 lives and people found that, sorry, some people found that entertaining. <laughs> and that's one of the things that started. But what got me into him is that he takes products that are too good to be true and he tests them on you know, camera. And so he, there was this product that was called Ultra Everdry. Have you ever heard of this stuff? It's like on infomercials, and it says that if you whatever you put it on, anything, it makes it not water resistant, but straight up waterproof. And so in the video, he puts it on like a, a broadcloth shirt and then has someone dump purple liquid and it just bounces off. And then he does it with a tissue, like a Kleenex, and the water doesn't absorb. And, and he says, it's look, we're playing God. And it goes through this whole video. It's very fascinating that stuff really does work. He takes an Alexa device and puts it, this stuff on it and then dumps it in water and it comes out and it works still. And then he says, okay, the ultimate test. We're gonna see if I can walk on water. And so he takes flip-flops and he puts this ultra-dry stuff all over them. And I was a little bit disappointed because I thought he was gonna actually try to walk on like a body of water. And instead, he just tries to walk on some puddles, and, and, and so then he, he's, he goes down and, and, and he's like, well, it, it did, you know, kind of like very flippant, like, well, it, did, it wasn't true. But when you think about the idea of Jesus walking on water, it's one of those iconic moments for Jesus. I mean, it's, it's less gruesome, violent, scary than, than the crucifixion and, and, and more concrete than like the resurrection. But it's one of those moments where we're like, no one does that. It was so amazing. It was so miraculous. And so I think that Hollywood and the media have tried to pick up on that almost in a lighthearted way. And and so we've gotten it in in movies. And and it looks like this. This is um, the person who's portraying Jesus in the movie The Shack. And then here is Bruce Almighty. And there's something that's obviously very entertaining about this, but I want us to consider that when media has tried to portray Jesus walking on water, they've always gotten it wrong. And we're not going to do that today. So let us pray. Gracious and loving God, thank you for the presence of your spirit that was certainly amplified and held by all of these fabulous students here. And my prayer is that everyone gathered would know that they do not walk alone, no matter how big those waves are coming up against their life. I pray this in Christ's name, amen. So it is the afternoon and Jesus has just finished one of his biggest miracles ever. He has just fed 5,000 people with a few loaves and a few fish and he had to have been exhausted. Think about how exhausted you are after a dinner party. And so he tells his disciples, I want you to go ahead and get in a boat and and I will catch up with you on the other side. And, And then the scripture tells us that Jesus goes up on a mountain by himself to pray. And this is what it says. Immediately, he made the disciples get into a boat and go on ahead to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up the mountain by himself to pray. And when evening came, He was there alone. But by this time, the boat battered by the waves was far from the land, for the wind was against them, and early in the morning he came walking toward them on the sea." When it says a few miles away in the scripture, it's not like a, a, a small lake. You know, Lake Austin at its widest is a quarter mile. The, the Sea of Galilee is eight miles wide. You wouldn't have been able to see the other side. And as often can happen on a large body of water in a matter of minutes, the weather becomes rough. And there are these rough gusts of wind that can easily change the course of the boat. But by the time of the boat battered by the waves was far from the land, for the wind was against them, and early in the morning he came walking to them on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out in fear, but immediately Jesus spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. Waves are slapping against the sides of the boat. Water is pouring onto the decks. Everyone would have been scared because they are too far away from land if something happens. If they fall out of the boat, they won't be able to make it. And while it's still dark early in the morning, the disciples see something on the water, a shadow at first, and then the moonlight reveals a figure moving toward them. They begin to cry out in fear because they don't know what it is yet. Trying to gain some sense of grounding, they probably grabbed onto each other, held on to the sides of the ship for security. And as the being gets closer, Jesus says, take heart, it is I do not be afraid and then Peter answered him Lord if it is you command me to come to you on the water and Jesus said come and so Peter got out of the boat started walking on the water and came toward Jesus but when he noticed the strong wind He became frightened, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. And Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying to him, you of little faith, why did you doubt? The disciples wouldn't have been surprised that Peter spoke to Jesus. He was always much more quick to think, to speak before he thought. And so Peter shouts, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come out on the water. But then, when he saw the water and the waves, he feared. But when he and Jesus got into the boat, the wind ceased. This is the word of the Lord. Now when you look back at this picture from Bruce Almighty, what's missing? The storm. When you look at this from the shack, the storm, see it's already calm. Jesus could have chosen to walk out on the water to those men when there hadn't been a storm. When we are in the storm of life, it can feel like God is so distant hidden in the shadows and clouds. But believe me, when we are in the storm, that's when Jesus is walking towards us. He did it intentionally. He waited until they were in this scary place. Now, while it might be difficult to recognize Jesus in scary places, in places of despair and doubt and hopelessness, sometimes we, we might even think we see these ghosts that are, we're like, there's a hope there's a future, there's a possibility that I will not feel like this anymore. All of a sudden, Jesus will make himself known and take heart, it is I, don't be afraid, we hear Jesus say, but then just like this story, we feel Jesus in the storm through these unexpected moments of peace and hope. We feel in this story through unexpected times where a friend, or one of our family members reaches out and gives us this like feeling, this presence of Jesus. But what trips us up is that we come into the presence of Jesus and the storm doesn't die down. Did you notice that Peter was still in the storm when he walked out there? Just because he was with Jesus and Jesus never promised us a storm-free life. It's not exclusive. The storm does not calm down until they're safely on the boat. So courageous and impulsive is Peter that he, he's sure. He sees that hope on the way and says, command me to come to you, God. Tell me to come. And he begins to walk towards Jesus like, like we would. There's a glimmer. Oh, I feel it. I feel the hope and just want to be closer to you. And then we expect in that moment that Jesus will make the storm stop. Because that's how we know Jesus is present, Right? That's how we know that Jesus has heard our prayer. And instead, Jesus meets us in the storm. And then all of a sudden, this wave of of poor self-esteem. And then another wave of a lack of confidence. And another wave of, I'm going nowhere in life. And we get scared. And we all know what this feeling is like. You know, you're in the midst of a, a really difficult time. And you're given this glimmer of hope. And then you're back to square one. Even then, though, did you notice Jesus doesn't condemn Peter? He doesn't go, oh, I'm going to let you sink. Jesus reaches out his hand. He never lets us sink. I am still here. I am still here, Peter. I am still here. I am still here, all of us. And this is what I do not want us to miss. Even then the storm still didn't stop. Even with the hand, he's touching Jesus' hands. He's literally getting saved. And by the way, Jesus is still on top of the water. And the storm is still going. Faith in Jesus can never be simplified into two things, like I believe or I don't believe. I'm in joy or I'm in pain. God is present or God is absent. Those are not two sides of of who God is, and if if anybody has tried to make you feel that if you have doubt or if you are in pain, that that means you're absent of faith, that is a lie, and it is exemplified right here in Scripture. Nadia Boltz Weber, who is one of my favorite pastors, she says, there is not some deductible of self-reliance that you need to meet before your spiritual benefits kick in. You've got them. They're they're at, you have them at your fingertips. You see, from Adam and Eve in the garden, think about this. You had God, tree of life, and the serpent. All the way to the cross, the perfect child, the perfect God in human form, and then you had the sacrifice. We know, friends, you can never be easily placed into just one side of a coin. This is, this is the messiness and the beauty of faith. I want this story to be planted so deep within all of us. If you are in the midst of a storm right now or the next time it happens, which could be this afternoon, God is there, cloaked probably, honestly, in shadows, in rain clouds, behind a a big lightning strike. But believe this truth, when we are in friends, when we are in a storm, Jesus walks towards it and says, I am here, I am here, and I might not make the storm die down, just yet. I might not make the storm die down, but I am here. May it be so in my life and in yours.